Here is the Holy and Unholy from two millennials balancing life, work, love, pregnancy, kids, and everything in between. Follow our journey as we learn and discuss everything we wish we knew before we did it. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Sunday School. Today, we have Eleni back. She had her baby. She's finally back with us. Hi. (laughs) I'm back. How's it going? It's going good. Me and my kangaroo pouch are uh, healing well. That's good to hear. Is it painful? Yes. So I had a C-section. Um, so I am recovering from that. It was, it, it's, it's painful. Like it's not painful when you're going through it, but it's painful after for sure. Yeah. Is it still painful now? Cause it's been a month now. Today right? is exactly a month. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Well, we'll get into that a little later in the show. <laughs> <laughs> and how's the baby doing? He is good. He's hanging out with his dad usually in the evenings. Um, since I have him like during the day, Jacob likes to take over. Yeah. So he's watching rerun of sports since there's no currently no sports on. <laughs> Has he watched any of those? Um, what game was it? There was a game that the actual the players were playing. I think it was like the basketball that they were playing. Really? Yeah, that they were doing the um, video games. Really? Yes, and people were watch- people were watching. Like I guess sports fanatics were were watching players play a video game. <laughs> oh my god it's so terrible i think he was watching the other night like something about like michael jordan uh-huh. has, a se- has a series or like so- what he has a, i think I he know. has a documentary out that i heard okay, that, about there you go, that because yeah. he was like what's the hulu password what's this password i'm like why <laughs> no i haven't watched that our household does not do sports at all i mean we like going to rockets games but other than that we're not very big sports fanatics well that's the opposite here <laughs> Yeah, we watch a lot of sports. So, did so you w- what's your drink? <laughs> so, our drink for today, actually, yeah, our drink for today is... <laughs> <laughs> Let's do a Bloody Mary. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing the Bloody Mary today. <laughs> we thought it was a good drink to go with Eleni's, you know, birth story. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love I love Bloody Marys though. Like I like them even as a virgin drink though. They're so good. And you're still doing mocktails, right? I'm still doing mocktails, yes, because I'm nursing. Yeah, better safe than sorry. I know when I was still breastfeeding, every once in a while I'd have a drink, but even then Josh would have a cow. He'd be like, You're gonna breastfeed and you're drinking. I'm like, please calm down. I'm I'm only having barely one. (laughs) Yeah, I I would feel too guilty. So I'm just and he's so little still. Yeah, he is. And he's so new. Yeah, so I didn't want to mess anything up. So I'm still doing a mocktail, mostly water during the day. (laughs) Yeah, because you have to stay hydrated when you're breastfeeding. Oh, yeah, for sure. Make sure you drink a lot of water. Yep. How's your um, Bloody Mary? Mine's actually really good. I didn't have any, like, olives or anything like that. But, I mean, it's alcohol, right? (laughs) Spicy or not spicy? Spicy. Okay, yeah, me too. Like, yeah. extra spicy. I think right now with, you know, since we're still kind of in quote-unquote quarantine, it's, you know, I don't feel as comfortable going out to get all of the ingredients. But you know what? We're making do. You don't have olives in your fridge? Wow. We actually, we're, we don't do olives. <laughs> and you know, yeah, you know our I'm drinks. I'm like talking shit and I don't have any olives in <laughs> Our my drinks, I go to drinks right now are margaritas and Coronas. So... <laughs> <laughs> Like that's that's all we've been drinking, margaritas and coronas. So have you had any me time at all? Because I know you you've posted that you like were doing your nails the other day instead of sleeping when the baby sleeps. So okay, like you know I'm like I have to be super productive about everything. Yeah. Since my baby's been born, I've knit a beanie, I've made corn tortillas by hand. I've given myself a manicure, like, every week. Like, I've had to do, like, something to, like, make myself feel like, okay, I'm not just sitting and, like, nursing my baby or just, like, doing nothing or, like, napping. And actually, he's really good. Like, he sleeps at night. So, it hasn't been that bad. And I know I'm probably getting lucky. And I told Jacob it's a trick because this is yeah. what makes you have, like, a second one. Yes. So, um. The second his one's schedule- usually worse. <laughs> huh? The second one's usually worse. <laughs> I know, right? So, like, usually he'll fall asleep, like, around 
like eight and then he'll wake up at like midnight ish or 11. So one of us might still be up. Yeah. And so whoever's up will feed him and then he won't wake up again until three thirty or four. Mm-hmm. So he's on and a good schedule. Up- huh? He's on a pretty good schedule. Yeah. And then he'll like wake up again at like six or like seven. And um, since Jacob has to like log into work, he'll get up with him and like, I usually keep like a bottle in the fridge of like breast milk so he'll feed him that and then let me sleep in for a little bit so it hasn't been as bad like yeah. he does have days here and there where he's not like following the schedule but he's still so new yeah but i know there's people that like wake up every hour and i think i would go nuts yeah i think there's a time or you know every once in a while with babies when they want to do like the cluster feeding which is when they want to eat mm-hmm. and just eat and eat and eat and mm-hmm. I know for a while there, when I was breastfeeding, that I remember with my younger one, that that happened. And it's just, it drains you because you can't sleep. You can't sleep. You're constantly, you know, trying to keep up with the demand, making sure, you know, if there's, you sometimes feel like you're not producing enough milk, like that is tiring. Mm-hmm. So I know you're trying to be very productive, but breastfeeding on its own and pumping and trying to keep up with all of that supply that you're producing to make sure you don't get uh, myositis, it's hard. Yeah, it, it is hard. Like, I definitely have to, like, plan ahead. And right now it's easy because I'm, like, not going anywhere and I'm home and I can easily stop whatever I'm doing to do whatever I need to do for him. Yeah. So it hasn't been hard. But, like, I do fear the day that I actually have to be on a real schedule. Yeah. So right now it's easy. Right now it's just kind of, like, I'll pump whenever I whenever he's asleep and then he'll feed whenever he's awake. And um, I try to have, like, reserves. So – I'm trying to make it work, but it is, it's a lot of work. It like is. It's, you're sitting down a lot. I know. And that's what makes pumping. you feel like you're not doing anything, but right. <laughs> I know for me, I was never, I was no good at pumping. I sucked at pumping. So I was constantly, you know, if he's hungry, I just pop up my, pop out my boob. Like I was just terrible at sitting there and pumping because I felt like, you know, I'm just sitting here and I'm not getting anything done. So yeah, I was the worst and when it came to that pumping and like feeding it. That's all like I feel like that's a whole other episode because I feel like between us we've tried like every single pump. Yeah, <laughs> we have. So we'll have to go through that because like I've tried Medella, I have the Willow, I have the Spectra, I have the Limerick, and you have plenty. Uh-huh. Yeah, like I have. I've tried a lot of them, so I've narrowed it down to the ones that I, I like. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so um, birth is not as scary as everyone made it out to be. I'm just going to say that right now. <laughs> what were you expecting? Bad. What What were your biggest fears going in? So my biggest fears were pain. Yeah. My other biggest fear was like something going wrong, whether it be with me or the baby. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, Jacob and I had like a hard conversation. Like, what if something does happen? Like, whose life do you save? Yeah. Or what happens? So it was like things like that, like you know, what would you do if this happened? Or And then also, like, I gave birth during the prime of coronavirus. So my biggest fear was um, Jacob not being able to be there mm-hmm. because they, you know, towards the end of my I, – I was towards, like, the very, very end, and he couldn't come to, like, the last visit. And so I was freaking out. Like, I just wanted to have the baby already because all these other states were saying no significant other, no visitors, no nothing by yourself. Yeah, that's hard. And – um. And so, like, I'm, which you know, but the baby flipped head up towards the end of my pregnancy. So we had breached. to schedule a C-section. He was breached and he did not move. Like, I tried everything and he would not move. Um, he was also pretty big. So my doctor was like, you know, we're just going to have to go ahead and schedule this. If he does happen to flip, which I doubt it, then you can have a natural, which he didn't. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to have a C-section. I was a little disappointed at first. But now that it's happened, like, I'm okay with it. Like, it's it's not as bad as I thought. Recovery yeah. is rough. But then again, I don't know what recovery is, like, vaginally. So I can't really compare and yeah, say, like, that's true. oh, it's way better. You know, like, I don't know the difference. Mm-hmm. That is true. So um, those are my fears. Just Jacob not being able to be there, something going wrong with me or the baby, and, like, pain. Because everyone says, like, how painful it is. I think that's the only thing or the biggest thing I've heard about c-sections that the recovery after and the pain afterwards is pretty terrible now I had both of mine you know vaginal births I did epidural with one and natural on the other one so you know I don't I kind of I mean I know what it feels like but I've never experienced a c-section I'd probably be scared to do it honestly because the recovery afterwards is I think what I fear and honestly from what I hear that's what everybody fears the recovery after 
yeah, it's everyone's fear. And, like, of course, my doctor was like, you know, you're going to be okay. It's going to suck. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, but mm-hmm. you'll be okay. And um, it was fine. I mean, it it was scary. So we went in the morning of the C-section. Um, I wasn't able to eat. I think it was, like, 12 hours before. Like, no, no water, like, no nothing. Wow. And, of course, like, I didn't sleep the night before because I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm going to be in so much pain tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what to expect. Um, but the bags were packed and we we're ready to go. And so, no, you know what the biggest thing was for me is what? that, like, the moment she said, like, you can't even have water is the moment I got thirsty. <laughs> it's like, she was like, you can't have water after, like, I don't know, what, like, it was like 3 a.m. And I was like, okay, 301, I'm going to be, like, parched. Yeah. <laughs> and sure enough, I was. I was so thirsty. Um, but I had the 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 gestational diabetes so of course like you're more prone to be thirsty yeah um but once I got to the hospital like I wasn't thirsty I wasn't hungry I was just kind of like ready to get get it over over. yeah I'm sure do you think it made it any better for you knowing when the date was that he was going to be here like you didn't have to wait and be like oh well I'm in bed and I'm having contractions let's go yeah the OCD in me did like that I knew a date and also I think that not having an emergency C-section versus like, like not having an emergency C-section really helped because I was already mentally prepared. Yeah. Rather than just being in the moment, trying to do it one way and then being told like something's wrong, you need to go C-section. So it was like, it was nice that I was able to like mentally prepare myself for like what was ahead and I was able to do research and I was able to just kind of like figure out how the day was supposed to go. Yeah, that's true. So that, that I can say, like, for people that have to have emergency C-sections, that has to be way different of an experience and a little bit more scarier because your body already tried to go through the natural route and now you're being, like, you know, you're going into surgery. So it's like your body's, like, double stressed, I feel like. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So then you were parched at 301. <laughs> for sure. So um, my C-section was actually at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and so we went in at like, I think they wanted us to come in at like 10 a.m. So Jacob and I went, of course, we were so nervous and like ready to go. They sit us in a room and I, uh, delivered at woman's in Houston. So they are like awesome. I love them. I will definitely deliver there again, but they made us feel so calm when we walked in, even though there was like a pandemic going on, we had to sign all this paperwork. And my like question over and over and over again to them was like, okay, do you guys have enough like supplies for my husband to be in there during the surgery? And she was like, yes, yes. Like he'll be able to be in there. I'm like, for sure. Like you're 100% sure. Like you're not going to change the plan. (laughs) And they were like, yeah, but he wasn't allowed to leave. Like once we both checked in, like he couldn't leave for anything. Yeah at all um so we had everything we needed of course though our chargers we had two both of them died they didn't work i was like oh my god the so backup the chargers car. the backup chargers mm-hmm. oh <laughs> everything like didn't work so it was annoying but we got in uh, they gave us a room and then they started kind of preparing me and um she just like when she handed me the gown i was like oh my god like this is happening like this kid has to come out somehow some way yeah Makes it so real. I I know. It's so real. And then you're so massive and, like, uncomfortable that you're like, I don't even care how it comes out at this point. Like, I just want it out. That's true. (laughs) You can't move. You can't breathe. (laughs) No. Even putting on the gown, I was like, woof, this is a lot of work. Yeah. (laughs) So then did Uh, y'all went straight into the room or what happened after that? Because I know they do, at least when I went to have my kids, they do, like, an intake first where they take all your information, which I guess basically where you're at. They do an well, intake. women's did it beforehand. So, like, you had to register a month before. Yes. And then, like, for me, I had to go in a week before and re-register and, like, check insurance and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. then the day before my C-section, I had to go and do, like, all the um, surgery blood work. So, they did mm-hmm. all my blood work the day before. So, when I went in, they literally just started prepping me for surgery. Yeah. So, I went in. They gave me the gown. I changed. And then she left us alone for a while. And then after that, like, everything happened so fast like she um started giving me she put in like what are the what is it called you know in your arm like by your wrist where they can like give you ivs yeah that hurt (laughs) yes that does and it hurt for a long time (laughs) yes that was on the longest and i'm like god this is so irritating you're trying to hold your baby and like in the way Mm But, yeah, she did that. Um, That probably hurt the most. And then after that, like, but I already had, like, 
because I had asked my doctor, like, what is, like, step by step by step by step. So, like, every time she would finish something else, I'm like, okay, one step closer to epidural. Like, I'm so scared. <laughs> but you, at this point, you you have no pain, no contractions, nothing, right? Mm-hmm. No, I didn't have any pain. So I was just, you know, there just waiting for them to prep me. And um, so I was kind of, like, I'm surprised. Like, I was so chill. Like, I was just basically, like, okay, like, I know what's going to happen. I know what's next. I mean, it is what it is. And I was so chill about it that I feel like it didn't hurt as bad because I was just kind of like relaxed. Well, you went in with the expectation of, okay, I know everything that's going to happen because you asked all of the questions. And then Mm -hmm. it was also kind of like, right, if I don't get this through, if I don't, you know, just overcome this, then this baby's never going to come out and I'm going to be uncomfortable for God knows how much longer. Right, right. And um, so after she prepped me, she did all that stuff. She like, I had to sign like consent forms. I had to sign if anything were to happen to me. Um, Jacob makes, you know, all the decisions, whatever. And then I had to sign one paper that was like, oh my gosh, I'm about to be a parent is I had to sign like a child form. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I have to circle mom. Yeah. Like, holy shit, this is weird. But you actually just made me remember a funny story about me when I was registering Olivia for um, school. So I had to fill in, you know, up until that point, I hadn't filled out any paperwork, like my mom, like for school, my mom up until that point really had filled out all of like the school type of of stuff. Yeah. So when I went to fill out her paperwork, Olivia's paperwork, where it said, um, where it said student name, I put my name. Because in my, you know, out of habit, you kind of, you know, it's yeah. been such a long time. For a long time, yeah. I filled out student. Oh, I'm the student. And then yeah. she's the parent. So I did. I, I re- either put, I can't remember exactly, actually. I might have put her name and or my mom's name on the parent and mine on the student. But I remember I just, it was so funny. And I even texted that my mom funny. right after. I was like, mom, can you believe what I just did? At, at that point, I was like, I really should not be a parent. And I've been a parent for like four years. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird becoming a parent, but it's cool. It's like a really cool experience. Yeah. Um, but then after, like, when I was like ready, ready, my doctor came in and she just talked to me before she went into the surgery room, uh-huh. and she was like, "Hey, how are you? Like, don't be nervous. Everything's okay. Like, we have a playlist going. It's super chill in there." And I'm like, oh. "Girl, this is not chill." <laughs> Jacob's not with you at that point, is he? No, he's still with me. Okay. And she's talking to both of us. Like, she's asking if we have any last-minute questions. Like, she was very, very attentive and, like, really good bedside manner. Um, and then she she was like, okay, if you don't have any more questions, then I'll see you in, like, 15 minutes. And I'm like, oh, my God. I know. And then that's when they, they gave Jacob all of his, like, um, stuff to wear in uh-huh. the room. So he was able to change, too, in the room yeah. with me. And then after that, they took me um, – into surgery and he had to wait into in a waiting room Mm -hmm. and that's when I knew it was about to go down (laughs) now why do they make the guys wait out in until like a certain point because um I asked that question and it was because apparently everything has to be sterile so at that point when they're bringing me in they're bringing in all the equipment the material they're having to count and they're having to give me the epidural and they're just like everything has to be so like sanitized and especially right now with covid Mm mm-hmm like, he could not come in until, like, everything was, like, ready to go, basically. Yeah. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, he's waiting, and then um, um, this, like, lady comes in, and she's about to do my epidural, and I asked, I was like, does my husband come in now? Like, who do I hold on to? Like, you know, like, cause she was like, you have to hunch over, and I was nervous that I was going to move. Yeah. And um, I asked the nurse, I was like, can I hold on to you? <laughs> And she was like, yeah. And like, I, I'm pretty sure I like squeezed and pinched her, but yeah. she was like so nice about it. But the epidural was a spinal. It wasn't like, I don't think it's like the one that you had. But how was, what do you mean yours was spinal? Because I think mine was on the spine too. It's a, it's called a spinal block. It's uh-huh. not like a regular epidural, I think. It's like, there's two different ones. Like if you're having um normal, like a vaginal delivery, I think it's just an epidural. And then if you're having a plant section, they can do a spinal block. Oh, okay. Probably. I'm sure it was different, but I just know I, I do remember I had to, you know, my legs hanging off of the bed, kind of also hunched over and mm-hmm. I, the nurse was also hanging on to me, but she had to wait for like the contractions to stop because I did have contractions. Yeah, I didn't have that. Uh-huh, so, so I was just like hanging over the surgery table uh-huh. and um, she was like, spread your legs more. And I'm like, girl, my butt cheeks are like all over. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so weird. Uh-huh. So did it hurt? I Mine hurt a little bit that I remember. Mine hurt a little bit, my epidural. So um, the first one was like a sting and it hurt. 
But then after that, she like pushed in three more injections. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you had like three more. Or I think was mine one. was. I, I think mine was more than one, from what I remember, because I remember them doing. They did one, and then he was like, "Okay, like he had to do something else after." So I I can't recall honestly because it was so long ago. Oh, I was counting. I was like, "Oh, one. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, two. Oh, oh. mine oh, was like six years okay. ago. I don't remember." No, I was I was like super calm because I know like if you tense up it hurts. And she yeah. told me she was like if you tense up it hurts. So I was like super like relaxed. Mm-hmm. I was trying to be relaxed. And it hurt it did hurt. But then after that, like it felt like warmness all over my legs. And I mm-hmm. told her, I was like, My legs feel really warm. And she's like, Okay, perfect. That means it's working. By the time she was done putting in the third one, I couldn't even like left my legs to go up on the table. Like they yeah. moved them for me. Mm-hmm. It was instant. Yeah. And all I can think is I'm like I'm laying there and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't feel anything. And she's like asking me, she's like, um, can you feel anything? And I'm like, I don't think so. I mean, I can feel like pressure. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, stupid, can you feel something? Because they're about to open you up. Like you need to be aware here. Like <laughs> you can't be this chill. <laughs> all I can think about was like how how weird it was that I was like suddenly so quickly numb. Like yeah, it was weird. And I was trying to send signals to my toes, like, come on, you can overcome this. Like, you can. And she's, like, talking to me, like, can you feel this? And I'm, like, thinking about my toes still, like, you can move on, you know? <laughs> but no, I couldn't. And it was so funny. Then she, like, brings out some clippers. Uh-huh. She gave me, like, a edge up down there. <laughs> I mean, with the big belly, it's kind of hard. She was, like, they, we do this to everyone because they go, like, really low. Like, yeah. the C-section's really, really low. And she's like, she like brings out the clipper. She's like, we do this to everyone. And I was like, okay, whatever. I thought you had the thing. laser hair removal or you just did your armpits for that. No, I did some, but they, they still did. I mean, she said they do it to everyone. So I believed her. <laughs> no, I she mean, was trying to give you a hint, girl. <laughs> she, I guess she was, but she gave me an edge up. Yeah. She was like, can you feel this? And I'm like, because uh, she was like, if you can feel this and your epidural is not working because it would feel like, I guess whatever they do use, it feels like you're scratching your skin because they go so, so, so thin, yeah. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. She was like, this will hurt you. And I was like, no, it doesn't hurt. But I could hear it. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, it doesn't hurt, girl. Give it a square up. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> a and little design nice or something. Little, yeah. Give me a little heart down there or whatever. <laughs> but um, there's a lot of people in the room. Um and so then they put the curtain up and my doctor came back in and I was like, Dr. Beard, reminder, do not tell me when you slice me open. Just do what you got to do and just <laughs> let me know when he's coming. And she was like, OK, I remember. And um, I actually had a cyst that they had caught in the beginning of my pregnancy. Mm-hmm. It's all I asked me. I asked her, I was like, Dr. Beard, while you're in there, can you remove the cyst? <laughs> she did. That's good. She was like, okay, I'll see what I can do. Um, sometimes we don't because, you know, we'll see. Wh- we'll see. Whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, that's fine. And I was like joking with her. I was like, and make sure you uh, pull it tight. And she was like, we're not going to give you a light though. <laughs> so I was like trying to make light of it. And then after like I – you can smell I, – I, like I feel like I can smell like the skin burning. Yeah. And I could hear it. And I was like, okay, they definitely opened me up. And so then at that point, I was like, hey, is my husband going to be able to come in? And they're like, oh, yeah, we'll bring him in right before we get the baby. So and can you, you move pressure. like your arms or anything like that? Is it just from the waist down or like what's numb? So the, you're numb from your ribs down. Oh, OK. Wow. So I could feel like my top half. I can move my head. And then like obvi- after they gave me the um, epidural, one of my nurse before I even went into surgery, she was like, if you feel nauseous, tell them in the beginning, don't wait, because if they catch it in the beginning, you won't you won't throw up the whole time. Yeah. And so um, I felt nauseous right away, mm-hmm. like right when they laid me down, I, I was like, hi, I'm nauseous. And he was like, OK, I was like, can I have some Zofran? <laughs> and he like just pushed my head to the side and like put like a bucket there. Uh huh. And I, he was like, try not to throw up. He's like, I'm going to give you some relief. And I was like, try to like breathe through it. Yes. And he was like, you're fine. You're fine. I was like telling myself, I was like, don't throw up. You're okay. And so he had like a little bucket there. But I did feel instantly like I was going to throw up like mm-hmm. a lot. And so um, I would tell him every time like I felt like it was wearing off. I'm like, can I have a little more Zofran? <laughs> I'm sure they were probably laughing at you after all They of were. And he was like, how do you know about that? I was like, we spent a lot of time in the hospital. Can I? Can you just give it to me, please? 
push it through. <laughs> but yeah, so um, when Jacob was able to walk in, like he had walked in after I had told the guy um that I felt like I was nauseous. Yeah. So like my head is like on the little bucket thing, and I'm like, I'm like kind of like trying to like breathe through it, and like I'm just like breathing to through myself, like I'm breathing through it, and I'm telling myself like don't throw up you're okay everything's fine and then I see Jacob walk in and I like smile at him and his face is just like terrorized like <laughs> what is going on I mean imagine walking because he didn't know up until this point what it was going to look like and there's no. there's a curtain in front of I assume like at your at your chest right because I've only seen like pictures yeah. and images so there's it's oh I'll um, send you the video Jacob took a video okay I want to see a video and yeah. then um all of the staff that's in there also and then yeah. you're like, you know, over there breathing, trying not to puke. Like, that, yeah, yeah, I'm sure he was traumatized looking at you like that. Yeah, and he can't do blood either. So oh, poor guy. <laughs> Josh, but, Josh can't do blood either. No, no, him no. being in the delivery room was probably one of the worst experiences for him because of that. <laughs> Your poor Jacob had to be there with the C-section. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so right when Jacob came in, I felt like a bunch more like a bunch more of like pressure and they were like really quiet at that point. Like the doctors are really quiet. And so it kind of makes me nervous. Cause like they were talking and like, you know, laughing and whatever. Uh-huh. And then they were just quiet. So I was like, I kept asking Jacob, I was like, is, is everything okay? And he was like, I think so. And then the anesthesiologist was like, you're fine. You're fine. Everything's okay. And then, um, the doctor was like, happy birthday. Oh. And I was like, Oh my gosh. And like, at that point, like Jacob's like tearing up. And uh, she's like, happy birthday. Oh, and they're like, oh, he's so beautiful. And then just silence. Like, the baby's not crying. Uh No one's talking. And I'm like, in the video, I keep asking, like, is my baby okay? Like, is my baby okay? Because that's all I could think about. Yeah. Well, yeah, because especially in the movies, you expect your child to come out crying. But but from my own experiences, it hasn't happened like that because they have to clean them out. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some do, apparently, but, like. He didn't. Mm-hmm. And so um, he wasn't crying. And so it was just silent because, like, they weren't talking or anything. But I think they were just, like, moving so fast, you know? Yeah. And so she That's was, like, a critical point. They have to concentrate. Yeah. And um, they, I guess, then he started, like, barely crying. It almost sounded like gargling, like, mm-hmm. water. And then I was, like, oh, my gosh, it's the baby. And then they pulled him up. And, like, I couldn't see him because he was a big baby. And she, like, tried to hold him up over the thing. And I was, like, I can't see because I, I couldn't, like, lift myself to see. And so she lifted him more. And then when I saw him, I was, like, oh, my gosh. And, like, all your worries just, like, go yeah. away. Like, it's just, like, an undescribable feeling. It's, like, seeing your baby for the first time. It's, like, unreal. I know. I remember with Olivia, with the very first thing I thought after, like, I, they pulled her out and I saw her. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, she's so ugly, but she's mine. Because, <laughs> you know, my, she came out. I had been in labor for such a long time that her head was kind of cone-shaped, you know? Oh, because she was in the canal. Uh-huh. Yeah. So her, her head was like, you know, it looked ugly. So that's really, that was my first thought. I was like, oh, my God, she's so ugly, but she's mine. <laughs> it's sad. And then in comparison, Joel came out so fast that he was yeah. just perfect round head. Well, he had a perfect round head because he just came out, came out of my kangaroo yeah. pouch. So <laughs> there was no struggle for him. But, yeah, so um, after he, they pulled him out, then um, they basically are like, all right, come on, Dad. And so he gets to walk around. <laughs> I was like, don't look. <laughs> walk around because the, the warmer is, like, on the other side. Yeah. And so he was able to go with the baby and, like, do all of that stuff. He didn't cut the cord, though. I, they, like, cut it, like, when they – or they just did whatever they did, whatever. Yeah. I didn't even ask. Um, he was able to go with the baby and like be at the warmer and stuff like that. And then, um, then they, then they were able to leave and go into like, basically like the recovery, but, um, it's either like he could stay with me or go with the baby. And I was just like, just go with the baby. I'll be okay. Yeah. And then I was just like laying there, like staring at the ceiling as they're like trying to stitch me up. Like, you're just like, okay, well, I know you're kind of, you kind of, maybe almost feel useless. You can't do anything. (laughs) You're just like okay, I'm here, you know, like, whatever. There's, like, music playing, and they're, like, talking and chatting and whatever. And then my doctor comes around from the curtain, and she's, like, taking off her gloves, and she's, like, all right, everything went perfect. I was able to get the cyst, and um, now we're just, you know, stitching up the last of your skin, this and that. And I'm, like, looking at her, and I was, like, Dr. Beard? And she's, like, yeah. I was, like, if you're standing next to me, who's stitching me up? (laughs) She was like, Raul. I was like, who's Raul? (laughs) 
don't worry. He does this all the time. And I'm just thinking like, why the hell is my doctor standing next to me? when She should be finishing my C-section. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then they finished me up. And then um, I went into recovery. And of course, so I gave birth on a Monday. They changed protocol on that Monday. That day was the first time that they take the epidural out right after surgery. So, of course, they take mine out. Uh-huh. And the, originally, it was supposed to be like you have it for like the three or four days that you're there. Yeah. Um, they don't take it out. Like they just leave the epidural in and they just kind of decrease it as you go. Uh-huh. They just took mine straight out like right after surgery. Wow. And so I was able to feel my legs and stuff like that. Like I gave birth at like he was born at like 142 and I was able to like feel my legs by five o'clock. That's a good thing though. Cause that means you can kind of start recovering and get back to normal a lot faster. Cause it hurts more. That is true. But Mine, again, wasn't a C-section, but with Olivia, I did the epidural, and I remember it took so much longer for me to be able to, like, get up and go to the yeah. restroom and do things on my own, which with Joel, right away, I like, I had him, and then right mm-hmm. away when I had to be switched to the other room, I was able to get up on my own, and, you know, it, it was a lot, that transition was easier without the epidural for me. Yeah, I do, like... Looking back, though, like I I'm glad that I was able to like feel my legs sooner because yeah. it gave me motivation to like, OK, like, OK, I'll be able to walk. I'll be able to get mm-hmm. the casserole out soon because I didn't I didn't feel them put in the casserole, but I was able to feel them take it out, Oh, which that kind of sucked. But um, it wasn't as bad as I thought. Is that painful? The catheter? Kind of like it's it was uncomfortable once I was able to start getting like movement and feeling in my lower mm-hmm. half of my body like it's just in the way and like. Even if you have a C-section, you still bleed as if you have, it was vaginal. I'm always so curious about that if, you know, if you still bled even though it was a C-section. I mean, you do. Uh-huh. And I was um, kind of surprised. Like, they they would come in and check. And I thought they were just checking my incision because I can't feel my lower half. Yeah. But, no, I was, like, bleeding, like, you know, normal. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I had no idea. So, um, yeah, that, that, like, sucks because it's, like, in the way of down there. Yeah. That sucked, but they're really good about it. Like they, women's was really good. So they took the catheter out. The last thing that came out with that was that stupid one on the wrist, but I was so ready for that one to come out. That is the, I hate that one. That is the absolute worst. That one sucks. And mine always bruises up. I didn't get any bruises, surprisingly. No, I always bruise up when they do that. And I think typically for whatever reason, my veins are just maybe so delicate, but they always have to, they start off with one and then they have to switch it to my other arm. Oh no. <laughs> so it's just, I hate oh, those things. No. Yeah. I that, hate them. that is terrible. Mm-hmm. No, I was able to have it out the next day. Like everything was pretty much out the next day. And my doctor came in and she told me, she was like, because of COVID, well, normally they let you stay like three to four nights. She's like, mm-hmm. but because of COVID, like if you feel better, I'll let you go home tomorrow and you can recover at home tomorrow. And I was like, a part of me was like, I don't think I'm ready because I couldn't even really walk. Yeah. And another part of me was like paranoid because of everything that was going on mm-hmm. that I wanted to go home. And like I asked her, I was like, well, why is it that you think that I should just recover at home versus staying here? And she was like, well, she's like, because there's so much more exposure. She's like, you know, you have the, you know, cleaning crew that comes in here and different nurses that come in here. And she's like in different doctors and it's just more exposure to you. And so I'd rather you recover at home if you're if you're up for it. And, you know, like, this is my first major surgery. This is my first C-section. It's my first baby. It's like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm going home tomorrow. Yeah. So I did. I just – I did go home early. Um, Getting up for the first time after a C-section, it it hurts. Mm-hmm. It hurts. And I was, like, pushing through it because, I like, I knew in my mind that I was going to go home the next day. So I was, like, wanting to, like, make sure if, like, anything was hurting or anything were to happen, it might as well just happen there. Yeah. So, um, Jacob was really, really good. Like he was super hands-on, like not only with the baby, but with like me, like he would help me get up no matter what time and like help with the dressings and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Cause there's a lot, like it's a lot. And, um, we went home the next day and yeah, like they, and it was just like a different experience because like, I don't really know what it's like to do a normal, like hospital. Cause like none of our friends could come. There was no newborn photographer, the lactation consultant only came once, and then after that, the next day, they had them go only via, like, Skype or whatever. Yeah. So I only got to see the lactation once. So it was just a really different experience than what I thought, you know, what you imagine you'll get. Yeah. I mean, do you feel like you were maybe robbed a little bit from a normal experience or a regular experience? 
Um, a part of me, yes, because like I would have liked, you know, like you, like mm-hmm. come over and see the baby in the hospital and have like I know, you know I still haven't even met him. Like I've only seen pictures I and I haven't even been able to meet him. <laughs> I know, and it's just like I like you know, like that, like where your friends come and like my sister and you know, like his grandparents, but I feel like I was robbed of I feel like he and I were like robbed of that. And then of course like newborn photos, like I don't really have any professional photos of him. Yeah. So that sucks. But, but the silver <laughs> lining in all of this is I was basically like topless for like the first two weeks of his life. Yeah. And I never had to worry about someone having to come over. Uh-huh. I did have to say that's probably the best. <laughs> yes. And like, it's so uncomfortable. Like it's so uncomfortable. Like you're bleeding and you're like, I was like hunched over and it's just like you're learning how to feed and you're learning how to do this and you're tired and it's just like, oh my gosh, yay, someone just dropped food off by my porch and I don't have to (laughs) entertain them. (laughs) Or talk to them or anything. Right. So, it, but you know, like we did have support, like, you know, like, thank you because you did give us food and you sent us food and you always check in on me and you checked in on me a lot and I had like a lot of that. So I had a lot of good friends that were always checking in on me. They were always sending food. They were always trying to figure out like a way to help. Like people would like go and get us groceries and like Uh a lot of things. So although I feel like I was robbed of like having the normal experience, I I was able to see a lot of, I don't know, like true friendship through it. Another another thing is, I mean, at least from my perspective is, you know, maybe some of your other friends feel the same way. It's we didn't, we realized that you were being robbed from you know a normal experience Mm -hmm. um and we wanted to make sure at least for me I wanted to make sure that you had you know the support that you would have had in person but you kind of still have it even if it's just virtually or you know yeah with food or whatever so we didn't want you to feel alone (laughs) I know and it was really nice like it was really nice to have to feel like okay I still have people that care even though they can't come and do the typical visit yeah I know that they care about me and my husband and the baby because they're just trying to make us comfortable. So it was nice. Like, um, I'm really appreciative. And like, I was able to, again, narrow down my friendship list and <laughs> see who's real. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I do have to say, I'm a little jealous of you because you had, you were able to be, you know, the top list for like two weeks. Because for me, I had, you know, whatever the typical, but oh, I still remember like being in the hospital and like there's just so many people and you're like there and you know like you said bleeding and then you're just uncomfortable you for me I couldn't still like I was still in pain I couldn't walk I couldn't really get up very fast I couldn't move very fast yeah. and then I still have a room full of people that are trying to like you know hold my baby and I'm like okay well I want to feed my baby without y'all seeing my boobs you know right right there's some people where it's like okay cool I don't care if you see my boobs but then there's other people like Josh's parents I don't want them to see my boobs <laughs> Right, right. So, you know, in that sense, I'm like, kind of that part I'm a little envious about. No, and I, Jacob and I were talking about it and I was like, you know, that, that's what I say. It's a silver lining because at women's you do have to pay to park. Yeah. And I would hate to be that asshole that's like, hey, I know you just paid to park, but can you leave so I can like feed my child? You know, like, yeah, it would be weird. Yeah. It's hard. And I, I think that kind of falls into one of those like, you know, hospital etiquette kind of like when people have babies you know, mm-hmm. kind of try not to visit too early because, I mean, you, you have to understand, not only did we just go through our bodies changing because we're pregnant, you know, now we're going through the change of we don't have a baby inside us and our body is doing all sorts of weird things, but we still have to entertain people, you know? Eh. Yeah, and that's what I was worried about is I didn't want to entertain. I I was worried at first because, like, when I'm like, oh, my God, I have to have a C-section, then you know me, like, I have to, like, entertain someone if they come over. Yeah. And so I just knew I wasn't going to be able to do that. But that was the silver lining in this whole coronavirus giving birth during that is like I haven't had to share my baby with anyone. Mm -hmm. So it's been kind of nice. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm enjoying being greedy with him. Yeah, enjoy it. Because even for me, again, when I had people over, I'd always be like, okay, but don't like kiss him and don't hold him this way and don't hold him that way. And then I'm just I'm that mom that it's like, I don't know you. You're not going to hold my child. Right. No, I agree. And like now I understand that as a mom, I'm just kind of like, oh, my gosh, one day people are going to have to hold my child. Yeah. And there's some people that, you know, if they just 
you know, for me, Josh is very involved with his family. And so, you know, we maybe hang out with them and then maybe a mom, one of his mom's friends comes over and it's like, yeah, I don't know who you are. And even if you think my baby is cute, I don't know you. I don't really want you touching my kid. Like, please. And at first, you know, Josh would be upset about it. Like, why do I have to be so ugly? And why am I such a bitch? And I'm like, I don't give a fuck what people think. It's my kid. I don't know yeah. who they are. And, you know, if it's just giving me a bad vibe, you know, I'm the one that's going to be speaking up for them for pretty much the rest of their life. So I don't care what you think or anybody thinks. My kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like I feel like no one really cares about your child like you do. Yeah, very true. So, yeah. And, I mean, I felt like the other another good after giving birth is I felt so light. And I know that normally you, like, blow after a C-section because mm-hmm. of all the antibiotics and medicine or whatever. But I guess he was so big that like I gave birth and I was like, Oh my gosh, I feel skinny. <laughs> <laughs> I felt the same way with uh, Joe Wilson's, you know, I could feel everything. And then when I got up for the first time after I literally looked at the nurse and I like was holding her hand and Josh's hand and I look up at her and I'm like, I moved too fast or, you know, I was expecting to feel heavy that I mm-hmm. almost like kind of fell over. And I was like, I'm sorry. I was like, I just feel so light that I'm, I, you know, <laughs> it just felt right. so weird. And she's like, no, it it's does. okay. But yeah, I almost, I almost toppled over because I expected to be heavier than what I was at that mm-hmm. moment. It felt so good. Like the first time that I got up, like it hurt so bad, but I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so light. And now, like, did you experience too? Cause for me with both pregnancies after I felt like I could breathe. Like, I didn't feel yeah. like my lungs are all pressed on. And, you know, that was a big relief also. Mm-hmm. It it was nice. It was I, – I felt, like, almost, like, hollow too. Yes. Well, yeah, because you're technically still – like, you still have a belly. I know a lot of people probably yeah. expect you or the baby's out. You're going to be, you know, back to a flat belly. But, no, you – imagine, like, a balloon when you blow them. No, mine deflated very fast. Did I'm it? I'm not going to, like – I'm not going to toot my own horn. But, like, literally, like, after – I don't know what they did. I don't know if they, like, pushed down on my belly after the C-section. But, like, I looked maybe, like, five months pregnant. Yeah. Like, immediately after. Like, it wasn't even that. No, yes, When we left the hospital the next day, I was, like, back to normal. Oh, no, not me. I was still pretty big for a couple of, like, like I said, if you fill up a balloon or you blow up a balloon and then you kind of let the air out, but you stretch it out a lot of times, it kind of is a little loose. I mean, that's kind of how I felt afterwards. Like, my belly was just still, like, loose and it felt empty. It felt like there was something kind of missing in there. Yeah. But it still felt good not to have all that extra weight. Oh, for sure. And But I also had them, like, do the binder on me really fast, Mm -hmm. like, soon after. So, like, I felt, like, kind of, like, put together I don't know like it I would definitely recommend the binder whether it's c-section or vaginal like have the binder because it makes a hell of a difference Mm -hmm. it really does it helps out a lot and it helps your it helps your muscles get back to where they need to be for sure like my belly is still kind of like I feel like a little bit floppy but not what I imagined it would be like Mm -hmm. but I've been wearing the binder like religiously yeah I still wear mine every once in a while too because I'm like all right this mom pooch (laughs) I'm not doing anything to help it, but let me put the binder on. <laughs> yeah, I've been putting the binder on. I mean, now it's a month out. I don't know if it's really helping, but I, I'm pretty sure probably because I'm still recovering. Do you – I know when I first had um, Olivia, my mom was like, and drink, you know, te de manzanilla, which is chamomile tea, and, you know, wear the binder and make sure you're not barefoot and things like that. Yes. <laughs> okay. Mom, sorry if you're listening. <laughs> I remember because I hate wearing socks. And whenever she'd see that I wasn't wearing socks, oh, she'd be like – and my grandma too. You better be wearing socks. And I'm like, I just hate wearing socks. And then um, – the chamomile tea. Estás tomando té de manzanilla. And I'm like, I don't I don't want to drink it. <laughs> but they're like, it's going to help your belly go back to normal. I'm like, no, mom. Exercise does that. And I don't want to do that either. <laughs> Not eating 18 ice cream sandwiches helps that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, my mom has given me a few things. But mostly, like, just drinking the water and the binding. So that's helped a ton. Yeah. No, the water also, just because of your breastfeeding, you have to make sure that you stay hydrated. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was going to tell you this earlier today, but I got these pills because um, I just felt like I wasn't draining good enough Peeing. with like with like pumping and stuff. Oh, okay. I and I still felt like heavy. And so I was like, okay, I'm not engorged, but I'm not like, 
I don't know. Like, it was weird. Like, it's not flowing. So, I got these pills from Legendary Legendary Milk. It's called, like, Sunflower. Mm-hmm. Look how cute the packaging is. That is cute. Yeah. And it's supposed to help loosen up the fatty clogs and, like, help you um, loosen up your ducks. So that uh-huh. is it called ducks? Yeah, milk ducks. Milk ducks so that you don't get the mastitis. Yeah, which is very terrible. Please do the all that you can to make sure that you don't get it. I got it twice. With I can Joelle. imagine. It's really bad. And then the first time that I got it, I didn't know what it was, but I could feel it was on my right boob and I could feel like pain. Like it felt like it was bruised. I couldn't figure out what it was. Uh huh. And it literally went from like one hour to the next. I went from just pain to having chills and a fever. Oh, like, it was no. the worst. Can you imagine right now though? People would be like, oh my God, it's coronavirus. Yeah. You know? It was the worst. Like, and the pain, it's unbearable. And I do remember we were driving home. I think we were at Target and we left Target early because I was in pain and we were supposed to stop at Josh's parents. But I was like, like, I'm, I'm in too, too much pain. I really could not do it. And then we got home. Literally, when I say from one hour to the next, I was in bed, like chills, fever. Like I, you know, the AC was probably like at 80 and I was like shivering. It was the absolute worst experience ever. And with a newborn, that's not fun. Mm-hmm. I think Joelle was about a, a month old the first time I got it. Mm hmm. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. And then coming home, coming <laughs> home was an experience. Oh, my gosh. It was so crazy. And I don't know if this is normal because obviously it was like during the pandemic. But like the moment I left the room, like and she wheeled me down, they wouldn't even help me like get into the car, like nothing. Like they were just like, all right, bye. Sorry, not mm-hmm. peace. Yeah, I think for me, all they did was make sure that the um, baby seat was okay, and then all they did was pull up the wheelchair to the vehicle, and then they didn't help me get on. You know, that was kind of just on me, and then that was it. They didn't even check the car seat. They didn't even check if we had a car seat. They didn't care. (laughs) They were just basically like, all right, bye. And so we went home, and oh, my God, poor Jacob. I I felt bad that (laughs) this happened to him, but he... Our, <laughs> we're leaving women's and you know how terrible the med center is like yeah. there's potholes everywhere he found every he found the biggest effing <laughs> pothole leaving and i had just had a c-section and i'm sitting in the back of his truck and you can feel more movement in a truck yeah i about like killed him well you know where you're so mad that you just like you're so mad and you're so much in pain that you're just like oh my god <laughs> You can't really say anything. I didn't say anything. His his face, though, you, you, can, you can just read on his face. And he was so sorry. And I was just like, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. <laughs> well, then maybe you'll reconsider the hospital. <laughs> just because of Hopefully the they don't construction at that point. But I feel, who knows, it's yeah. Houston. <laughs> but yeah, so we got, we got home. And it's like, you're living on like cloud nine. And then you get home and... I don't know. I don't know if this is everyone else, but for me, I was just like, this isn't good enough for my baby. This is no longer good enough for my baby. Like, this isn't good enough for my you baby. You mean everything that you had at home? Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, well, where's my baby going to sleep? But I don't I don't know if that bassinet's good enough. Oh, like, I don't want to no. lay him there. Like, I don't want to <laughs> lay him on this changing table. Like, is it good enough? Like, is that good enough? Like, <laughs> it's just like paranoia because it's, it's my first baby. I just want to protect him. Yeah. And I'm just like, is this good enough? Is this... Now I'm just like, eh, whatever, lay him down, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you get but used to it after a while. I didn't like – he slept a lot, and um, he did have a little bit of low blood sugar right when he was born, so he slept a little bit more than, like, normal. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't sleep because, like, I would just, like, watch him. Yeah. It was just – I think I that's know, just like, every mom, though, because, you know – with both of mine, whenever they were newborns like that, I'd constantly check, is he breathing? Is she breathing? You know, I'd look and see if I could see their little bellies lifting and rising. If yeah. I couldn't see it, I'd like put my finger right on like their little nose and see, okay, do I feel them breathing? You know. It, oh, that's you know? nice of you. I would like wake him up. Oh, no. <laughs> no. but Like I would like poke him and like wake him up. I was, oh, like, poor baby. No, but I think that's everybody, not just you. Everybody kind of freaks out for a little while because we yeah. don't know. We went, we go from, you know, being at the hospital where we go, where we know if something happens, someone has our back. And yeah. then we go to home, we go home and, you know, we're kind of on our own trying to figure out, you know, if, is what I'm doing okay? Is it safe You're for right. my kid? So not just right. you. Yeah. I was, I was a little scared. Like the first few nights, like 
I was like, I think I was just running on adrenaline because I was just kind of like, he's sleeping, but I'm not because I'm paranoid. And Jacob's like, why are you paranoid? Like you have the outlet on him and the outlet tells you his heart rate and lungs and all that. And I'm like, I don't know. I still can't like relax. Yeah. I mean, it's something new. It's a shock that you're still trying to process. Right. And also like, I was also paranoid of like him waking up and crying and needing to feed and me having to go to the bathroom. So like, I was like, okay, maybe I should go to the bathroom now because I know it's going to take me a long time to get there because I'm in so much pain Mm -hmm. just in case he cries. Like, I did that with myself, like, all night. So the first few nights I was definitely running on adrenaline. But then after that, like, I – once the pain kind of went away for me and I was able to actually, like, sleep, Mm -hmm. I was a little better. Yeah. It's a lot. It's, you know, a lot to go through, a lot to try to adjust to. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also think, like, so the experience, like, you know, like, we had no newborn photographer. The lactation consultants were, like, via FaceTime, which that's that wasn't helpful for me. It might be for someone else, but it was not helpful for me. Um, I just had to figure it out. And I think he has, like, a little bit of tongue tie, and I told his pediatrician. Mm-hmm. And she said that um, there wasn't there wouldn't be anything they can do right now anyways because yeah. it's, you know, corona. Mm-hmm. But then at, at the same time, I'm like, well, do I want to correct that later? Because, like, he's going to be old, a little older, and I don't want to put him through pain. Yeah, I do know that. I've heard and I read that some people wait to fix it until they're a little bit older. You know, every case is is different. But I feel like, you know, if he's feeding okay right now and you've kind of figured it and gotten it down, then he should be okay. Yeah, he should be okay. I think he'll be fine. It's just, it's so weird, like, knowing that I can't, like, we're not even doing, like, the pediatrician visits. Like, Mm -hmm. it's so, it's so crazy. But... I guess well, at least he's is healthy and safe, and so are you. All of y'all, yeah, are healthy and it is. doing good. But I'm so not gonna far. lie. I think my next paranoia is gonna be once everything lifts and trying to ease into like what is a new normal of like actually going out because like I haven't left the house. Like I haven't left the house for anything, and it's been a month. Mm-hmm. And it's just like even going to the mailbox. Like I saw someone walking towards me, and I'm like, oh my gosh, gotta go home because I don't want them to get too close to me. Yeah, I know. For me, I see people out like with you know, babies in their cribs and around here in the Heights, you know, the Heights, the trails, the walking trails, bike trails and Mm -hmm. all of that, they get, they get pretty packed. And when I see people with their strollers and like little babies, I'm like, how do you, how do you do that? Like I'm scared for my own kids and mine are like six and a year and a half, you know, their immune system should be pretty much kind of built up, but yours is new. Like you're ballsy for doing that. You know, I'm not judging, but I'm just saying you're ballsy. I, I, I don't think that I could do that. Because some people are like, well, he needs a little sunlight. Like, you know, you get advice from everyone. Everyone yeah. decides to give you advice. And some people are like, oh, you know, he needs a little sunlight. And I'm like, okay, we can go in our backyard. Yeah, I mean, for me, what I would do with my kids is you know, just put them by the window. Yeah. Put something. I know with my brother, because he was super yellow when he was born, uh, my mom would just put a, a lamp close to him. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what she did for him. But, I mean, no, you're kind of – I know everybody has – you know, advice and feedback on how you should do things. But yeah, you know, and I try my very best not to give you unsolicited advice because I know how annoying it can be. Um, But it's not annoying. (laughs) It's not annoying until until it's like, okay, I don't even know. I think it's like from specific people, it can be annoying. Yeah, especially like older people that are going through it with you. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, okay, I get it. This happened in your time. But that was 30 years ago. Like, What's like they say, you can't raise your kids the way your parents raised you because you're raising kids for a whole different type of world. It's not the same world that, you know, we grew up in or that they grew up in. So I never think that advice from like girl, like women my age or like with women that have children close to my child's age is annoying because it's like, okay, like they're going through it during the same time that I am. So might be helpful. Mm hmm. No. I think it's older people that are annoying. Sorry yeah. for anyone that's old that's listening. <laughs> I know that if and when I try to give you advice, I try to keep it like, you know, it's a suggestion. I'm not trying to tell you to do it. I'm just saying yeah. kind of, you know, eh, if you want to try. And my mom's try. been actually really, like, really supportive. Like, she isn't, like, overbearing or, like, giving me advice. Like, she'll, like, give it, like, a suggestion. Yeah. And then if I say, like, no, I don't want to do that, she'll be like, oh, okay, like, that's fine. Like, whatever you want to do. Like, yeah. she's not, like. I don't know, like... She's not trying to raise your kid. Yeah, like, how some people are, like, super annoying. Like, she's not like that. She's kind of like, okay. That's good. How has it been um, for your mom? Because she can't be here. She's in California. We've 
if you haven't listened to the episode already, we did an episode with Mama Miriam. Um, yeah. So how how has that been for her since she can't travel, you know, because of her own health concerns? And then with all of this going on and then a new baby, it's a lot. It sucks. Like, it definitely sucks for both of us because, like, after you give birth, all you want is your mom. Yeah. No matter what. Like, I think it's, like, not having my mom and my sister there, not necessarily during the birthing, but, like, after for recovery has definitely sucked because they're definitely my two go-to people. Um, And my sister being here, like, that's rough because, like, I want her to, like, meet the baby and, you know, she's, like, my best friend, so it's hard. And then my mom, too, it's, like, I go to my mom for everything, so her not being here sucks, too. But my mom and I FaceTime, like, literally, like, eight hours a day. <laughs> and then, like, the camera in the baby's room, the outlet. Yeah. Um, She has the, the credentials to, like, log in and stuff like that. So sometimes, like, if I don't, like, respond or whatever, she'll, like, log in to check in on us. That's funny. That's good. So she's at least a little bit involved. It feels like involved. she's kind of here, even though she's not here. So it's, it's been kind of nice. Like, she's able to, like, see the baby a lot. Like, she's... She's seen. She's always on Facetime with me. Yeah, that's good. That y'all are enjoying mm-hmm. it at least that way. Yeah, and then my sister was able to like see him in person, but she couldn't touch him or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, for Easter, she brought him his basket because she's his godmother. Mm-hmm. Well, duh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure she's excited too, huh? Yeah, she like buys him all this random stuff, and I'm like, okay, and then you're gonna wonder one day why he's a bad boy. Yeah. It's okay. Like he's he has loved. Yeezys and he has what did she just buy him? She bought him Well, this week she um she got him like these Pumas that are like Sesame Street. That's cute. <laughs> and then she got him baby Yoda Toms. And then she got him like all, all this random stuff. Like he has to go. <laughs> Tell her that if she needs anybody else to buy stuff for, I have kids too. <laughs> I know. Well, she bought him these new outfits. Well, because remember, I like I didn't buy a lot of outfits for the baby because I was like, oh, I'm just gonna wait until he's here. Yeah. So I didn't have a lot, and so she like ended up going to Target and grabbing me some stuff. But um, he's out of newborn now. I had to face reality this week. I was like, okay, he's done. Like he's yeah. out, and it was sad. And I, it goes like, by so fast, clothes. doesn't it? Really fast. Is he still in newborn diapers? No, he's out. Did of you newborns keep too. a newborn diaper? No. <laughs> you did not like poop, but you know, I have a newborn size diaper. For, no. Um, actually, for both of my kids. No, I didn't just, keep one. Just to keep as a memory. No, I didn't keep one. I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. No, my I, mom was I like, kept that. You threw away his umbilical cord? I was like, yeah. <laughs> I have Olivia's with Joelle. He, when we were at the hospital, they took him to go like do some, you know, they have to take him for a little bit to do check on him or whatever they do on him. And when he came back, he didn't have the umbilical cord anymore. Yeah. What? I mean, I couldn't really be upset about it. It's not like I said, keep it. But I was upset that they didn't, you know, at least think about keeping it for me. Yeah, well. Yeah, because I remember when I was, I think I was undressing him to change his diaper or something. And I noticed, I was like, oh, they took his umbilical cord off. Hmm. Yeah, so I don't have his, but I do have Olivia's. Yeah, I didn't even, like, give my baby, like, a full bath bath until it fell off. So I was kind of excited when it fell off. Mm-hmm. And the first but, bath. I, we took a video of the first bath, too. I consider his first bath the one in the hospital, and he loved it. Oh, I did see a picture of that. He was living. Like, his eyes he, were pretty much rolled back and everything. Yeah, and, like, he loves his bath time. Like, um, yesterday when I sent you that photo of him and his little flower, and he's yes. just, like, smirking with his hand under mm-hmm. his chin, like, Hello. Yeah. <laughs> that is a cute one. <laughs> he is so cute. I can't handle it. Sometimes, like, Jacob's holding him. And I'm like, okay, give him back. <laughs> it's going to be like that a lot. Yeah. I'm like, all right, I want him back now. Yeah. But birth isn't that bad. Like, go through it. Experience it. Everyone has their own stories. I'm not saying it's going to be pretty for everyone, but just prepare yourself. Yeah. I think a lot of people maybe overhype up all of the fears and all of the concerns, and it's really like, okay, you're just going in. The scary part really is just going home. For me, going home with the kid. That, for sure. It's mm-hmm. like, people don't talk about that. It's the going home sucks. Yeah. Oh, um, right now that I'm remembering, did you use any of your Freedom Mom stuff? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I loved it. Okay, so um, I didn't get to use – there's a few products that I didn't use. Like, there's, like, a gel and stuff like that. But I used the ice pack pads. And the boy shorts were so nice. Were they? Were they comfortable? 
they're so comfortable and they're so much better than the hospital ones. I think if anything, if I had to say buy something off the kit um, for any mom, it would be the gown. The gown was so nice because mm-hmm. especially the little snaps so you can breastfeed. I, I loved it. Um, the boy shorts that are disposable, so nice. They're like form fitting. So it kind of holds you in a bit. Um, and the, I always mess this up. Is it called the Peri bottle? Yeah. Something like that. I know what you're talking about. That was a lifesaver because I couldn't really bend at all. Yeah. After a C-section. And the hospital one is just a bottle. But this one, like, the neck comes kind of like a U. Mm -hmm. So it was so, 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 so helpful. Like, those are the three things that I say, like, I would definitely buy again. I would definitely use again. Yeah. If I have a kid, I think I want the freedom. I'm really upset that the freedom mom was not available for both of my kids. That would have been such a great experience. It it was really nice. I loved it. And um and then after I was done with the Frida, like I was still kind of bleeding. So um I ended up because I'm all about convenience, I ended up just getting the always um like underwear pads. They look kinda like depends, yeah. but they're not depends because depends wear different than the always ones. So I went with that. Let me tell you something. Less laundry throw it away (laughs) put a new pair on and you're done so i loved it yeah i will say though the pads the frida pads um the ones with the ice pack they do get irritating because they're so like bulky yeah so that's the only downfall like after a while you're just kind of like okay this is bulky and annoying are they um did you get any of like the hospital pads could you compare them in any way to the hospital like in size yeah, so the hospital pads are, like, basically puppy pads. Yes, they're huge. They're huge. They're huge. And, like, once you're not, like, really bleeding, bleeding that much after, like, the third or whatever day, mm-hmm. they're kind of just, like, inconvenient, yeah. I feel like. They're just, like, way too big. Um, But then the Frida ones are, like, they're, like, longer, longer regular maxi pads and, like, super bulky and thick because they have the ice pack in them. Yeah. So they're kind of they kind of suck in the fact in the fact that they're like bulky. Maybe because again, Freedom Mom wasn't around when I had my kids, but with the second my second one, I did a little bit of research and I saw that they that you could make your own pads. And I did I bought the just regular always like maxi pads, mm-hmm. and then I just you know soaked them in like aloe vera, and I forget what else I put witch in hazel it. yeah witch hazel, and then I froze mm-hmm. them. So maybe that would be a good alternative because they were just, you know, they weren't very bulky. It was just the normal size of just a regular pad. So it wasn't, I agree. It wasn't too bad. And the Frida ones also don't have wings. They just have like one thin, thin, thin strip of like the sticky. So it's kind of annoying. Yeah. And they slide off and then hate to be gross, but like if they move and it's like, you just feel like you're just dirty everywhere. It's the worst. Yeah. So I would say like, they're cool, but I would, the boy shorts are the disposable boy shorts are definitely room for my improvement, basically. Room for improvement, yes, but was still worth it in my opinion. Yeah, the kit's still worth it. Yeah, I I agree. I really again, I can't say this enough. I wish it was around. If I could go back in time, I <laughs> I'd push yeah. that idea to Frida Mom or Frida for sure. And I also didn't realize how like important nursing bras are. I'm like, oh, well, I really use them, and thank God I did buy some, but. That's like all I've worn. Same. I did the exact same thing. I was in denial. I was like, I'm not going to use them. Like, you know, just, you know, whatever. Because with Olivia, for whatever reason, I didn't use nursing bras. I don't know what was going on with, oh, because I went back to work with her, with my younger one. I didn't go back to work. So with Joelle, I did actually realize like nursing bras are a lifesaver. Like it completely changes your life. They're Mm -hmm. so, they're comfortable, makes everything so much easier. You just, okay, yes. snap, and your boobs out. <laughs> I have the nursing tank tops, and that's, like, literally all I wear. Yeah, it's the best. It is. And I found um, whenever I go thrifting, I've run into, like, the nursing tank tops like that, too. At this, uh-huh. Everything's closed right now, so I can't go look for you. But, yeah, I have I have <laughs> run into several nursing tank tops when I've, I've made my thrifting trips. Like, oh, this yeah, is I nice. wish I was. I wish there was like someone like right after me that was gonna give that like, was like kind of midway in their pregnancy because it's yeah. like I have some maternity clothes. And I'm like, well, I don't want to like, I don't want to like throw them away or like never use them or things like that. You know, well, like, you never know. You may have another kid. Just keep it until then because maternity clothes doesn't sure. really go out of style. It's all kind of just stays the same. Yeah, that's true. Especially the jeans and tights and all of that. Yeah, and um, not like. 
I don't like I don't know like I, I think I just got lucky but like I was like my returning clothes fit me really big by the end of the first week yeah so I was basically back in like my normal short shorts and stuff like that doesn't that but, feel great just going back into yes. your normal clothes Yes, but I was expecting to still, like, use my maternity leggings and stuff, and I really haven't. Like, they're huge on me now. Yeah. So, hopefully I keep losing more weight with this nursing. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, Eleni, I'm going to go ahead and let you go. I know you probably want to get a little bit of more, a little bit more me time to yourself. (laughs) I think I'm going to go grab the baby because I miss him already. I don't know how (laughs) I'm going to go back to work. That's going to be... An experience. I know. We'll get through that whenever it's time for it. We don't have to start thinking about it now. I know. <laughs> I know. So it, it was, was good great. to catch up. It was. It's great to have you back on. I'm sure some of our listeners would be glad to hear how everything went for you. It went great. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for this episode of Sunday School. And again, if you don't follow us already, Sunday School, S-K-E-W-L podcast on Instagram. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us some reviews, and share with your friends. Thanks, and talk to you next time. Bye, Lenny. Bye.